welcome everybody to the ground beneath grace uh did you see i put a logo up on the facebook uh page i did not i have not been on facebook okay much. i know that's i hate <laughs> being there but uh, i i put <laughs> we don't even go to our own facebook page uh well i have a logo a logo that i put up there um it, it doesn't make a great banner that goes across the top but it is the ground beneath grace and there's a tree with uh, some birds flying out of it and these roots that come down and at the bottom the the a is made out of roots and and it's grace is, uh, below that so i like it we I can, can it. we can work with it <laughs> can you picture it <laughs> birds flying away and roots yes but i am jonathan thomas and i'm pastor at pacific crest church and joey will say that he's not but with me is joey walter <laughs> who is a famous author not, yes i'm not famous not famous and not really an author <laughs> okay well we're, we're, we're working on that but we but are I do have words of songs yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> you could start writing poetry actually joey writes I a lot wish. of great stuff so he is um yeah, this is our time of uh, kind of building ourselves up here. So we have this podcast and it's been two weeks since we've been able to get together because of uh, current events, at least in our state. And I know that a lot of other folks maybe are experiencing the same thing with the COVID-19. Uh, you don't hear people saying Corona virus much anymore because I think all of the Corona beer conversations, they've all been played out now. And, uh, yep. you know, someone is like hey you know they were freaking out and i said no i had a case of corona i you know and they're holding a case of corona beer <laughs> <laughs> i don't know this is this is a trouble when we start making jokes like that but uh so now we are uh and stay in place here in washington state and today we've just learned that uh schools are canceled through the end of the year and so we have a lot of businesses that are closed in our community, um, uh, small businesses. We've been working with them. Uh, I've been talking with them, restaurant owners. Uh, Joey, you're working in an educational system, and that definitely mm -hmm. has been affected. Definitely. So we, um, instead of not doing podcasts, we are just jumping in like I guess everybody should do now, and we're Zooming uh, across the Internet now. We're so I, I get to look at uh, Joey's lovely face, and I, I hope he gets to see me. I'm hiding behind my microphone here. I have the COVID beard. Did you see this thing? It's the, getting the, really long here. So um, the, It's majestic. If, I, if I, I was telling someone we have to wear a mask, I could just flip this right up and over here. It's there almost go. almost going to cover my nose. It's um, like a filter. Yeah. <laughs> something. like It catches stuff, that's for sure. Um. But uh, we're here, and this is our podcast, so we're catching back up to, um, I don't even know what episode <laughs> we're on, but we're not to seven yet. We we are no, interrupted. I think, I think this is number, four, four, this five. is five. I think this is number five. Is five. So we're going okay. we're gonna to keep on. We're not going to let this stop us, and we're trying new technology. And um, if you are like us, we're trying to find new ways to connect and new things, but there are things that kind of keep us... Uh, grounded and so joey and i had been talking about some uh songs music that we listen to we i think enjoy that i'm a big music fan and uh, i'm not definitely 
the musical genius, like I have some friends who are uh, podcasters who, oh man, they are musical geniuses. They've got some wealth of knowledge of bands and music and lyrics, and I just sometimes just like the beat. And um, mm. and yet there are some songs that definitely catch me, both some that would, I guess, be called contemporary Christian music, uh, and then... I hate the the term, but there's secular music uh, out there also, too, that I think also has very strong uh, lyrics, um, things that God creates in us. Uh, you know, we we are using these gifts. Maybe we don't even know we're using these gifts, but there are things that uh, just are drawn out of us because of our nature. And I was thinking about, um, you know, what does this look like in the scripture? And there's a place where where Paul is talking to um, people in Athens. And so, Joey, as, as we talked about songs, I know we're going to talk about a few here and some of the lyrics and the words and what those mean. But uh, I came across this conversation that Paul was having on Mars Hill, I believe it was. And he is talking to these people who they were very aware of gods around them and they had gods and inscriptions and all these things around them because they didn't want to really make any one God upset. So they even had a statue to the unknown God. And, and so Paul, he goes, boy, you really religious people. And, and I passed along and I observed your objects of worship. So I think that's a nature of us. We we're drawn into certain things like that. And so he says, uh, I even found one, inscription that said to the unknown God. And so Paul says, what therefore you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you. And this is, these are incredible words or lyrics. I think the God who made the world and everything in it being Lord of heaven and earth does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. And he made from one man every nation, mankind to live on the, uh, all on the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and their boundaries of dwelling place that they should seek God and perhaps fill their way towards him and find him, yet he is actually not far from each one of us. In him we live and move and have our being. And then Paul says, even as some of your own poets have said, for we are indeed his offsprings. And I've read that and I go, man, Paul was quoting the top 10 chart of like their best song on the, <laughs> in the record, whatever, whatever they're playing on whatever instruments they had back then. I think Paul was in tune with the lyrics of the songs they were singing. And he goes, Hey, I'm going to quote your, your top 40 list right now. Your poets, your songwriters, even they get it. They might not understand but they're pointing to this thing and so when we talk tonight about being in this uh difficult place and and we're all you know sitting at home and we're making up stuff trying to figure out how to have this sabbatical this forced time of um uh i guess lent it's the best lent that we've ever had right <laughs> giving up giving <laughs> up so many things but music is definitely very healing and it it allows us to process and think. And so we've got some songs and Joey, you had some songs that have really kind of touched and reached out to you. So I thought we could maybe talk about a couple of those. 
Sure. Um, you know, for me, um, I think <laughs> I think contemporary Christian songs that are you hear on the radio. Um, for me, you know, those unless and I don't know if this is good, wrong, or indifferent, but um, grew up in a very uh, conservative Christian household, and although we went to church three days a week, and uh, you know, rarely missed church, always went. You know, uh, parents both studied the Bible, you know, in the in our home, and but they never listened to uh, Christian music on the radio. Mm. They don't. They didn't feel like that that was worship um, outside of the church building. Um, and so interesting that you use Paul, you know, in, in that in that passage, and uh, what he said. But to my wife Casey, it is it is a very worship thing. Anytime she hears the you know songs on the radio, that is a form of worship to her. And I think I'm kind of in the middle. <laughs> you know, you're usually you're usually in between your spouse and your your, your mother-in-law, or your mom or, or family. Uh, but in, in this case, I kind of am. You know, for me, it's not really worship in, in the typical stint, but there are some songs that I really find that are really poignant. Um, and, and they stick out to me. I, mean, I do have these that I'll, I'll read through in a minute, but I wanted to talk about, uh, to kind of set this up for me, why I thought this topic was, was important was, you know, like I said, music has always been really, really important to me. I'd love to talk about, you know, the Eagles catalog and especially like Don Henley, but yeah, uh, <laughs> we don't, we don't think we have that kind of time, but, um, not, not, not a spiritual, uh, group by any stretch of the imagination, but I well, I, I don't know. There's, there's probably a couple, there's a, there there's, might, be, there a might be some things that we could talk about. There might be a couple, but you go back to the hotel California <laughs> yeah, well. and, and all the connotations with that is it's different, but, uh, but anyway, so, so music was always, um, super important. We always had, always had music, you know, uh, playing in the house always in the radio, in the, in, you know, on the radio, on the cars. And um, so one of the things that sticks out for me in terms of music and just the meaning, it, it's kind of maybe kind of a stretch for a connotation here. But uh, when I was 15, uh, I had gone out of town uh, on a uh, youth revival with our church, a bunch of churches. Uh, in the South, I don't know if they still even do this anymore, but, you know, back then, all churches would get together at one location and have a, uh, like a youth rally, as I think what we called them. Yeah. Would, uh, all the churches get together, have guest speakers and the whole thing. And, uh, pretty much like a whole weekend is what we would do. And uh, so we went to one of these. And, and I remember it was in Russellville, Arkansas. It was February. Um would have been late 1980s uh, dating myself here about 15 <laughs> years old yeah and uh go on this trip and you know it's way before cell phones and so there's no contact with my family or anything left on a friday got back very very late on a sunday and um so we got back to the church office i think it was like 10 30 at night and uh, on a school night uh, no less and so we all uh, we went into the church office and we're taking turns calling our parents to come pick us up. And we lived out in the country. And so it was about 25, 30 minutes away. And um, so went in, called my dad. My dad picked up on the first ring, which I thought was odd since it was late. You know, I thought he'd be asleep. And 
uh, anyway, long story short, he comes, picks me up. And uh, I noticed that it, it was kind of quiet. Uh, you know, all the kids were all jazzed up, but around me, they were being kind of quiet. And uh, I found out later that they, they had learned before I did. But um, my dad gets in, uh, picks me up. I get in the car with him, and I notice the radio is turned off. This is really odd. Radio is never turned off. Maybe turned all the way down, but mm-hmm. it's completely yeah. off. Um, so, and I, you know, being 15 and late at night trying to get out of school, I'm like, hey, so I guess it's so late I don't have to go to school tomorrow, right? He's like, no, you don't have to go to school tomorrow. I'm like, wow, that was really easy. Oh, boy. But, so it was very strange. It was number two. Um, so he pulls me over uh, aside in the, in the parking lot and um, dark, quiet spot and away from everybody else, uh, puts the car in park and turns it off and tells me my brother had died that weekend and had actually died that morning. They didn't have any way of contacting me. And so uh, some of the people or the parents who had been come to pick up their kids, they had already told their kids until they knew before I did, and, uh, which is fine. It was just that kind of explained the, mm-hmm. the kind of the silent treatment. And so that just, for, for me, that always kind of goes back to music and how, like when you're going through a struggle, whether it's contemporary Christian or it's any kind of music, there are songs out there that will help you get through that. And I think there's, you know, we've talked about in past um, podcast episodes where God sends you people, sends you things, sends you little messages, even though there's not um, Jesus physically where we can see him here, but there's things that are sent to us, I feel, that that help us. And right. So, for, so for me, it's music. For one of the things is music, whether it's contemporary Christian music or not, there's little things like that that just stick out. And so I know that may be kind of a stretch, but that music does relate to that. So even with music, it, it reminds me that there's, there's things out there to help us. So... The first song, there's three songs. I think you said this already, but the, there's three songs you say by Lauren Daigle, uh, Fear is a Liar by Zach Williams, fellow Arkansan, and had to plug that. And yeah. of course, I can, I can only imagine by Mercy Me. So do you want me to read the lyrics? Do you want me to read all the lyrics? Yeah, uh, let's, uh, yeah, yeah. Pick one. Uh, you know, people are listening to, these are songs that I think, are worth uh, pulling up on Apple music or Spotify or YouTube and, and uh, taking some time to listen to those, you know, we can read through the lyrics, but uh, as great as our voices are here, but uh, we can't do enough justice. I was thinking uh, again, um, these songs uh, I'd like to add. Well, I I, uh, had talked earlier about you too. They've always got a lot of uh, great I think spiritual messages in most of their songs, maybe not get on your boots, but um, you know, as you were talking about songs that help us in these difficult times and talking about, you know, this story of your brother and coming to that point, you know, one of those songs that I think I would add is a song by Rich Mullins called if I stand. So if you're listening, these are, you know, four songs uh, I think that we could discuss and I know the, the lyrics can be quite long on some of these, but um, there's probably a few that things that we could pull out as we're listening to uh, 
things that I guess um, jump out in each one of these. So if you want to take, you know, some of the highlights or we obviously don't have to read the chorus every single time, but maybe we should. <laughs> I think, I think with you say, I think really just the first part of it and the, and the chorus, she sings the chorus um, three, th- three times. So I think just, it's just two paragraphs. I think we'll get kind of the, the message yeah, okay. of, uh, of the song. And uh, I know we're not going to discuss it, but if anyone else out there wants to just a song to cry to, uh, 21 by Toby Mac. Uh, yes. Definitely one. I've listened to it one time and that was, that was plenty for me uh, talking about his, his son who passed. Um, okay. So here are uh, the first part of You Say by Lauren Daigle. Uh, the first, uh, where it starts off, I keep fighting voices in my mind that say I'm not enough. Every single lie that tells me I will never measure up. Am I more than just the sum of every high and every low? Remind me once again just who I am because I need to know. And then the chorus is, you say I'm loved when I can't feel a thing. You say I'm strong when I think I'm weak. You say I'm held when I'm falling short. When I don't belong, you say that I'm yours, and I believe. What you say of me, I believe. Yeah. So uh, very short, but I think very uh, to the point. Um, to me, it means, uh, you know, it means, you know it's, it's music. You can interpret however you want, but it's, um, for me, it's, yeah. I mean, there's always voices that say that you're no good, you're not good enough, no matter what you do, it's not enough, but this is the exact opposite of what uh, the song is saying is that God is there for us no matter what. Um, he sees things in us that we can't necessarily see. And so I think that's, uh, I think it's very poignant, especially for the times. Yeah. I think, right. You're, you're bringing up a point when um, we tend to be people who always are caught in these lies or, you know, uh, that you can do something or that you have worth, uh, no matter who you are. I think at any point in your life, you're asking yourself those questions, you know, this fighting voice that's in my mind that just says, I'm not enough. That is everybody's story. If it's not someone's story, if they've not dealt with that, right. Um, buckle up. It's around the corner. <laughs> if you haven't had that point. <laughs> exactly. And, um, yeah. you know, so, uh, every lie, um, that I'll never measure up. And I think, especially now, you know, we've, we compare ourselves on, on Facebook or we're looking at someone else. They've got it better. They look better. They seem to be handling it better. And again, it's, it's every single lie, um, that's telling me all of these types of things. Um, I think the, the, the chorus there, when she says, you say, I am loved when I can't feel a thing that I am strong when I think I'm weak and that I'm held when I'm falling short. And I love the very end where she just wraps it up and she says, I believe uh-huh. that reminds me of the guy who says, I do believe and help me in my unbelief. So I want to yeah. sing these lyrics, but the, that first chorus, um, the first lyric, uh, a verse, man, I, I live that out. Yeah, I, I will not sing. I'll do everybody a favor and not sing. Because it's, <laughs> I'm totally tone deaf. <laughs> we'll, we'll work uh, on that. I have, 
you were talking about musical geniuses. That is not me <laughs> at all. Unfortunately, love music, but just not talented. Well, it does say in the Bible to make a joyful noise. It doesn't necessarily mean it has to be good. <laughs> I can, I can clap. I can can clap. you? Can, Just, I've got no, rhythm. No, no, no. <laughs> I've got. <laughs> okay. Something like that. Something, Something like, like that. that. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, I think, you know, maybe reading a lot into it, but in the chorus, the third, third verse in the chorus, uh, you say I'm held when I'm falling short. You know, we all fall short. Yeah. There's, like you said, it's, it's coming. <laughs> if you're not uh, disappointed or, or something, it, it's coming. You know, we, we all fall short. It's okay. It's totally okay. It's, you know, whether it's good or bad, it's not going to last forever. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that it's just okay that, you know, there's bigger things uh, to worry about. And that's, that's something I need to remind myself of daily is, yes. is to look, you know, not five years, not five minutes in the future, but you know, 50 years, a hundred years, a thousand years. And anyway. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, it is finding that self worth and, uh, that, that to me is just going to be, you know, the steps that I take every day. I, I think this is why then we, we can draw to the, uh, the scripture and we can say, these are your statutes, Lord. This is your command. These are your laws. And, and God is really trying to say, I love you. I died for you. You can have hope in, in the resurrection. And yet there's an enemy that just says, no, no, that is true. And, and you, you who are we going to believe? Um, who are we going to yeah. believe? And, I love the just sitting there going, you, you say I'm loved and I'll believe that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this, I love this song. Um, yep. This is a really, really great song. Yeah. Yeah. Really like it for sure. All right. You done with that one? Ready to go to the next one? Yeah, sure. To the fellow Arkansan. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, Mr. Mr. Zach Williams. Okay. This is fear is a liar. Uh, so I think what I'll do here is I'll read the first uh, verse, the first uh, the chorus he does a couple times. I'll just do it once, and then the second verse. Okay, so uh, this starts when he told you that you're not good enough, when he told you you're not right, when he told you you're not strong enough to put up a good fight, when he told you you're not worthy, when he told you you're not loved, when he tells you you're not beautiful, that you'll never be enough. Fear, he is a liar. He will take your breath, stop you in your steps. Fear, he is a liar. He will rob your rest, steal your happiness, cast your fear in the fire, because fear, he is a liar. And then the second verse is, when he told you you were troubled, you'll forever be alone. When he told you you should run away, you'll never find a home. When he told you you were dirty and you should be ashamed, when he told you you could be the one that grace could never change, and goes into the second course for the second time. Right. For me, this is this is a big one here because obviously he's talking about the devil, uh, and that you know I think we've talked about this in past episodes too. But devil's going to try tricks. He's going to you know I think that's the biggest trick that he does is self doubt that he makes you fear that he makes you scared that you're again, just like in the Lauren Daigle song that you're not good enough. 
uh, I think, you know, we've heard the, the, the adage of people that don't go to church because they don't feel that they have their life together. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I don't think I a hundred percent have my life together, uh, either, but, uh, nobody's perfect. And I think, I think, honestly, I think the church is better when people realize that, that we're not judging, we're not there to judge, we're there to worship. Right. And, uh, and just simple as that. Uh, but it, that's, that's the thing for me. It's, it's just the, the tricks that the devil uses to, to trick us into, uh, falling away. I think is the best way I can say it. Yeah. I think that there's a, uh, this idea of if the enemy can get you alone, and make you actually feel like you're alone. Like nobody else has this. Um, you're the only one. And, and so we like, we bury that down inside of us and, and I'm not worthy. uh, I'm not loved. uh, I'm not beautiful. I'm not going to be enough. And this idea that uh, it equates fear, right. With the enemy, um, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a liar. Fear is, is the opposite of what, courage being courageous and such and right. so i i look at that and uh hey i got my kids here in the background here <laughs> hello children um, the, more the, the, the joy of being uh yeah at home <laughs> this um I, I think about that so the enemy cannot create anything it can only take the created thing and destroy it or or uh i say would molest it it's one of the words that i i hate that word um, I, I think it's a, it's a horrible word. Yeah. But I, but it's, but I still think that's what an enemy does. He is the yeah. abuser of the things that God intended for us. And so he molests this and tries to create ugly, but that's not what God created. It's not what, he, you know, cause he can only create and the enemy can only destroy. And that is the enemy. He robs, he steals, he kills, he destroys. That's what Jesus says. But in John 10, 10, right? I came so that you could have life and you could have it abundantly. Uh-huh. And yeah, so this is the, um, very similar, right? To the Lauren Daigle song. Um, very, very similar vein. And right. if we could just believe, if we could believe, like she's saying, I believe if we could believe mm-hmm. these thoughts, these things about that, we're not enough. That's a lie. Right. And, you know, today, um, and I've mentioned this, this is good. We should do this on the days that I have a counseling session. Because <laughs> this is, I could talk about it. I have no, no closed doors in my counseling session. And, <laughs> and, and I do realize that I, I struggle. I wrestle with this idea of, of failure in my life. And so again, today he, he said, uh, well, he asked two new questions. Um, what, uh, what's the worst thing that could happen? And why does that bother you so much? And, you know, what is the worst thing? And I was getting to this point, like maybe that God wouldn't love me. Like now who says that? Not God. That's a lie. God loves me, whether I am perfect or guess what? Even when I fail, because that's why that's when Jesus died for us, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And so who's the enemy? The one that's 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 trying to say that grace doesn't apply, but the, the lyrics here I'm looking at them that grace could never change, right? 
Um, mm-hmm. Grace is grace. And, and who are we going to believe? Yeah. So this, this is one of those grace. songs we need uh, in our pocket all the time. Yeah. Grace is my favorite word. That's why I named our daughter that. Well, that's why we named our daughter Rebecca uh, Grace. <laughs> so, there you go. I guess we have that. Yeah. I know. I love it. Love it. Okay. Uh, let's see. The last song is uh, I Can Only Imagine by Mercy Me. So there's first verse, uh, chorus the first time, and second verse. I'll read those. Okay. Okay. Uh, I Can Only Imagine What It Will Be Like. When I walk by your side, I can only imagine what my eyes will see when your face is before me. I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Uh, and then the chorus is surrounded by your glory. What will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus? Or in awe of you be still? Will I stand in your presence? Or to, to my knees will I fall? Will I sing hallelujah? Will I be able to speak at all? I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Uh, and then the second verse is, I can only imagine when that day comes, when I find myself standing in the sun. And it's sun, S-O-N. Yes. Uh, I can only imagine when all I would do is forever, forever worship you. Uh, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. So this song, I can't listen to on the radio because I'm not much of a crier, but I can't listen to this song without crying. So never listen to it. <laughs> uh, when I think I've even got it downloaded on uh, iTunes, but never even listened to it. No uh-huh. I just can't, I just can't. I can't do it. It's so, but because it is. I mean, it's like so. You know, we've talked about you know fear and not ever you know being enough and and having God believe in us even when we don't believe in ourselves. And then this is like, okay, what it's what it actually is going to be when all of that is gone all of the fear and everything is gone and we're actually face to face with Jesus. Right. That's that's what I like to think about and kind of puts things in perspective for me. Maybe I should listen to the song. (laughs) Well, I just just don't. It's it's tough for me. So this is going to be, you know, maybe slightly different. So, um, on my angle of this song, I think it's a brilliant song. Um, unfortunately Mm -hmm. for me listening to Christian radio, um, they played this song every other song at, when it came out. They yeah. played it into the ground. Yep. And that, I think, was not the best. Um, because it's such a powerful song, but I think that people began to not hear it. And I did not hear it. I was like, oh my gosh, they're playing this song again. And and I was losing mm-hmm. it for whatever reason. I guess it's, you know, it's obviously it's a very powerful song. And I really kind of lost touch with it until they made a movie out of this. Have you seen the movie? Yes, sir. Oh my goodness gracious. And it really kind of brought a reconnected me, you know, here's, um, you know, the, the author of, uh, um, what is the guy is the author of this song here? Bart Millard. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, he, his story, um, you know, the abuse that he, endured as a kid you know he's he's made an x-wing fighter helmet and in the movie and uh um, i'm like boy that that was me his life you know watching that i didn't have the abusive father i had no father and um Mm. you know but just again uh, i think in in the movie uh shows him with a a u2 
uh, audio tape that he's playing or listening to. And I'm like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> Just brought a connection. And all of a sudden I, I was like, man, I, I relate with this guy. Um, but it, it was beat to death, unfortunately, but then restored when I got to see the movie and the redemptive idea that really he had processed through after the right. loss of his dad. And, uh, that, that was connecting to me because even though I never knew my father, that to me was, there was some sort of missed relationship. That's what it was. And that's what it was for him and his dad. And how, how is that restored? How's that built? How will he see that again? How, how is this going to be when God makes this all the way that it was from the very beginning intended to be for all of creation, for everyone, right? We are his offspring, right? This is what Paul right. is saying. You guys know this. It's from every man created on earth. Uh, we were made, you know, for God. And, and so we live in this world where the things that God intended for us, we can only imagine when that's completely restored. And this idea of, um, forever worship you. Right. Um, I guess this goes back to your kind of beginning the, the statement you made about, uh, you know, conservative home and what worship was. I, I think worship is more right than just music and song. Oh, sure. And so, you know, we use that, uh, this is worship music. This is, this is the conversation that we frame it in, but worship, um, I think it's the place or the ability or the opportunity somehow. Um, I like to equate it. If, if my daughter were to, or my son, you know, when they're little and they jump up on your lap and they kind of hug your neck and they connect at that one place, all of a sudden, you know, and you've got little ones in your house too. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, you, you guys are looking to adopt to me. That's amazing. And so um, we're praying for that to, to go through and, um, but just think that they're chosen. And when they come in, they're in your presence and in your lap and they trust that moment. And there's that connection. I'm like, that's the worship. That is the being togetherness that this was intended to be from the very beginning. And so, yeah, I'm, a, I can only imagine that, um, I think there's a old time Christian singer named Carmen is old school, old school back in the eighties though. And uh, he wrote a song called the third heaven and it was a very powerful uh, narrative song about uh, it was, it was uh, his song after his father had passed away. He wrote this song and it was um, starts out dramatic in the ER with the, uh, uh, the crash car and the, the heart rate going blip, blip, and then flatlining. And then this calm, I realized that I was dying and the narrative begins and it's his journey into the third heaven. Paul talks about the third heaven in this place where things, you know, we can't speak about in, in our language. Um, but this story goes on and this, this person who uh, is in this Carmen uh, narrative song um, sees the glory of God. And, and in that glory, uh, he begins to worship and it's just, man, if you turn it up really loud and listen to it really loud, it's just put the headphones on and just turn it and crank it up. And it's just an interesting story. So I challenge anybody, uh, listen to the third heaven, listen to the lyrics. I, I'm not doing justice at all, but, um, just an interesting 
picture word pictures of of what this is all intended to be like so yeah this is a this is a good song but definitely i had to find it again for sure yeah okay it's perfectly fine yeah it's not all hit and miss (laughs) (laughs) what it's not well you know for me um and i guess we can wrap this up on uh uh as the the last song i think there is a um well in times of crisis i think that's when i draw near to music um i I love music i listen to it all the time but there are times where i'm just really hyper focused because maybe i've had loss or maybe i'm struggling and this song i'm looking for the song um to connect with and uh rich mullins is just a great christian uh musician actually passed away in the 90s uh, tragically uh wrote the song awesome god i don't know if you know that one our god is an awesome god he reigns mm-hmm. you need a pound pound clap um a few other songs that amy grant had uh covered uh that he had sung but this song if i stand it really gets me uh when i feel like i can't stand <laughs> anymore uh but this is just so powerful um and he says here in his lyrics there's more that rises in the morning than the sun and more that shines on the night than just the moon there's more than just this fire here that keeps me warm and a shelter that is larger than this room and there's a loyalty that's deeper than mere sentiment a music higher than song that i could sing the stuff of earth competes for the allegiance I owe only to the giver of all good things. So if I stand, let me stand on the promise that you will pull me through. And if I can't, let me fall on the grace that first brought me to you. And if I sing, let me sing for the joy that is born in me these songs. And if I weep, let me be as a man who is longing for his home. Ah, That chorus, it just gets me. Uh, it's, it is really, uh, I connect with that. Um, it is, it is truly just a a part of me, uh, each, each part of that chorus. Uh, he goes on in the second, uh, uh, verse, there's a loyalty that's deeper than mere, I'm sorry, that's the, that's not it, right? Um, oh, there's more that dances on the prairie than the wind. More that pulses in the ocean than the tide. There's a love that is fiercer than the love between friends. More gentle than a mother with a baby at her side. And there's a loyalty that's deeper than mere sentiment. And music higher than the songs that I can sing. The stuff of earth competes for the allegiance I owe only to the giver of all good things. So he repeats that there. But again, that that, um, chorus just grabs me. And... um, he ends it by saying, and if I weep, let it be as a man who is longing for his home. And I, I do. I long. This song to me, I think, really connects to me when I have loss. And, uh, you know, again, I've had loss. And right after that loss, when I needed to be with people, all of a sudden I couldn't be around anybody. You know, here we feel like we should have some type of uh, maybe even gathering or an official memorial. And we can't do that. Right. Um, so I'm just like, God, make all of this right again. I believe only you can make it right again. And uh, 
So yeah, I guess the question would be, if anybody listening to this or the many of you who are listening to this, what are the songs that really, you know, connect with you that, that give you strength in these difficult times? You know, it'd be great. You could post it on our Facebook page that we obviously monitor all the time. We have to do something very specific about that. And, um, yep. and share with us or reach out to us. We'd love to hear about those things. So, Hey, this worked out pretty good. Yeah. Technology is great. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I think we're taking <laughs> steps in the right direction. We are getting a little bit better each time. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, blessings to you and your family. Uh, again, I'm you looking too. forward. Hopefully they say it's May 4th. May the fourth be with you, but uh, it it looks like it could be longer. I hope not, because we are uh, we're people who are made for community. We're made mm-hmm. uh, when Scripture talks about us being the body to separate us out like this. It's disastrous. So, um, yeah. can't wait for that time uh, to get back together. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, I don't have our closing statement because it's on my phone, but I'm just going to go ahead and say thanks, everybody, for listening to The Ground Beneath Grace. And I'm Jonathan Thomas. I'm Joey Walter. That's right. We said it again. And uh, God bless you as you are in your home and staying safe in place and or however it is. Um, If there's, uh, again, a song or something that you think we should hear, we'd love to hear about it. But until we get together next week... uh, God bless. Take care.